Hello and welcome. You're watching The Big Fight, a show that is not 24 years old, but young at 24. It's the oldest running debate show on Indian news television. I'm Sanket Upadhyay. Now, two things happened last week and the all-too-familiar conversation has begun yet again. First of all, journalists detained, questioned, later released in the news click matter by the Enforcement Directorate. And then a day later, Sanjay Singh, Aam Aadmi Party leader, Aam Aadmi Party MP, arrested in the liquor scam case. While all of this is happening, the investigation is still on. One of the things being said is, number one, it's an ongoing investigation. These are the merits of the investigation. One can accept all of that. It is the duty of an investigation agency to investigate, find if there is something wrong, present the evidence, and then the courts will eventually decide whether the person is guilty or not. The other conversation is political. That is this yet another example of the government using agencies to exact something. Now it is that argument which has now among the opposition gained more traction. You know of parties like the JDU, the RJD who are now saying that the government wanted to manage the headlines. They wanted the focus to move away from the caste census, the caste census debate, the survey that was done in Bihar, which is why you see these arrests taking place. So on the big fight tonight, the question that we ask will be on your screen right now. ED raids and the arrest of Sanjay Singh, are these genuine probes or is this a case of political propaganda? Let me introduce our guests one by one. Uh, in the studio, we have Mr. Desh Chatan Nigam. He's an advocate of the Supreme Court and a political analyst. Thank you very much. Sanjay Singh, senior journalist in the studio. Thank you very much, Mr. Singh, for joining us. Aarti Jairath is a senior journalist in the studio with us. Vinod Agnihotri, consulting editor of Amar Ujala. Uh, Nalini Singh uh, is a senior journalist. Thank you very much for joining us. Sajjan Kumar is a polit political analyst in the studio with us. Uh, Ashwini Dubey is a senior advocate from the Supreme Court. And Shadan Farasat, also an advocate in the Supreme Court. Uh, thank you very much, all of you all, for joining us. It's an important discussion. And for a reason, we have kept the politicians out of this big fight because you know how that happens. So for political analysts and lawyers to assess this situation and also how do they look at this allegation of many of these raids happening as a headline management exercise or as there is another allegation, very close to certain elections. You know that in the next couple of months is five state assembly elections and then there will be, of course, the big contest in 2024. Not many, very many months left for that either. Let's start with a round that is called the first punch where each of you panelists get one minute of uninterrupted time for your opening comments. Ms. Nalini Singh, your time begins now. Thank you very much. Um, Sanket, the corrupt must be identified, investigated and punished as per law. But if you find that over 95% of those who are accused are uh, either uh, opposition politicians or opposition parties, then it must absolutely must raise a red flag about the uh, hollowing out of our institutions, our important in investigative institutions, the ED, the CBI, the income tax, and if we're relevant, the IB. 
the, the, the question is that this is not only lethal for democracy, but for the common citizen. Also extremely disturbing is what happened and what the Supreme Court pointed out yesterday uh, from what, uh, what was, is available, um, that they are saying that if uh, there is an accused turned approver, uh, his statement is taken as fact uh, in the PMLA. And then this is advanced as something which is now to be acted upon. But the Supreme okay. Court has said that unless the money trail is in the pocket of somebody, how are you doing this? Which means, actually, that we are letting the standards of uh, what the, the, no, the Supreme Court is not. But this, the question is, how come when the Supreme Court has raised such a okay. commonsensical question, mm. how did the lower courts, with great respect, miss this? Okay. And that's a very sinister question. Sure, also. sure. Mr. Sanjay. I think uh, there are two different issues. Uh, the news click issue and uh, the arrest of Sanjay Singh. Sure. A news click issue, uh, I think they were not, journalists were not detained. They were called for questioning. And they were uh, let go after that. And yes. yesterday again, they were called for questioning. Mm. Mm. Uh, the uh, arrest and subsequent uh, charges that have been leveled, that is against founder, editor and uh, one of their staffers and also there are a whole lot of other things uh, uh, which agency says their credible evidence and against which the case was lodged. About Sanjay Singh, uh, the uh, CBI court had uh, yesterday uh, while sending him to uh, police custody has actually said there is prima facie evidence that there is and corroborative evidence whatever the uh, investigative agencies have provided they make a substantive case and therefore he was sent to police demand as for political uh, argument about that Every year we have one cycle of election or two cycle of election even after parliamentary election there would be some state uh, assembly elections or linking to any, any raid by investigative agencies and arrest and filing of case to election, I think that has become a habit of Also the allegation class. of headline management. That's the point. I'll come back, I'll come back to you. You can go. Just, yes. just five seconds. Hmm. About caste census, people who are affected by caste census or want caste census, they are not going to be electorate ultimately does not decide about what we talk in studios, what we write okay. in newspapers sure. and what are the headlines. Sure. Sajan Kumar. Yeah, see, there are, as I said, uh, uh, two ways. There are perceptions and there are realities. Now, in perception, the charge against the ED, that why it is so hyperactive and wherein selectively against the politicians belonging to the opposition party. First, the ED data itself says that of all the cases under its purview, only 3% belongs or pertains to the uh, politicians. And therein, so this is first case that we are finding an investigative agency like e ED is quite active and therein 97% cases are outside the purview of the politicians. This is one. Second, uh, one should raise the question that why BJP ruled a state and BJP politicians are not coming under the radar of the ED, mm. but that should not be used as an excuse to exonerate or to give some sort of, you know, cover fire to the politician and political parties who are accused. Third, we should also remember that unlike so many other IPC and other convicts uh, and accused, in ED, the accused persons are powerful parties in terms of resources and access. And therefore, we think we should have some sort of faith in our investigative agencies. Elections comes and go. And I don't think that the pace of conviction or the rates have increased. It has been going in the last okay. seven, eight, nine years. Okay. Mr. Agniyot. Uh, Sanket, 
thank you for inviting me in this show. Actually, in every regime, the agencies are used, misused, and good used. Hmm. No exception. Agencies have every right to raid, investigate where there is they smell any act of corruption. They have the right constitutional right, and they should do it. They must do it, and we should encourage their actions if they are drive, uh, doing any drive against the corruption. Hmm. But that should be fair, transparent, and it should not. It should not look like that they are uh, doing the pick and choose system. When agencies raid, it, raid they make the raid on uh, certain political leaders, and few leaders who have serious who are charged and they have the serious charges registered by the same agencies and now they are uh, there is no action against them because they just crossed the line ah you they crossed over to the over to the ruling, to the ruling establishment okay. then the perception which my friend sajin kumar is saying become strong in the public mm. there are pick and chooses i think actions. this has also been discussed and a lot one, one, washing machine one, one example i would like to quote mm-hmm. Uh, there is a ncp uh, sorry shivsena mla from shindegut who said it in publicly ki bhai mujhe ab badi achhi neend aati hai ab mujhe kisi agency ka dar nahi hai oh yeah i remember this to ye maharashtra when, when when the uh, eknath shinde uh, group yeah, after yeah. the crossover, crossover over, correct uh, that, that. okay so uh. every action hmm. should be transparent hmm. and this is the responsibility of the agency hmm. okay and that's what fuels this debate and this argument that uh, it is only one sided and targeted yeah, yeah. the action of the agency okay uh, mr deshatanikam sanket uh, there can be no doubt on the dictum that the agencies have to function impartially fair and in a transparent manner that is the backbone of democracy and unless that happens that kind of perception building will take place although reality may be different as sajjan kumar was saying now one thing which is very important out here as i said uh, i have always maintained there should be zero tolerance for corruption hmm. i don't think anybody has any objection to yeah. that second there should be no normalization of corruption today we are going into the realm where people are normalizing corruption as in the case of lalu prasad yadav or some other cases examples can be given from different sides also where even a guilty person is being paraded as an innocent and an uh, epitome of honesty that should never happen in a society if that happens in a society there will be a spiraling downtrend of going to the bottom uh, in a bottomless pit i would say and therefore uh, the important issues which the yesterday the supreme court raised hmm. have to be seen in totality hmm. okay. one they said why you have not made aam aadmi party as a uh, as an accused where when you are saying the money is going to them hmm. or you have used the uh, if not uh, applied sections of attempt in in this particular okay case. i think that that will that will throw open a very interesting topic of discussion whether parties political parties can be uh, co-accused in an alleged act of corruption yes, right they can we'll, they we'll, can we'll, we'll come can. to that in just a short moment ms arti jeet um sanket this is, i think uh, i completely agree with deshatan nigam ji that uh, you know there has to be zero tolerance for corruption and investigate investigative agencies should have a free hand in following any you know charges that may come their way and so on however 
as we have seen both in the news click case and in the case of Manish Sisodia, for instance, mm. and I'm only going by the reports I'm reading in the papers, the comments that the courts have made, yeah. uh, you know, due processes do not seem to have been followed. And I think that is what is really frightening. In the case of NewsClick, for instance, you know, they asked for a copy of the FIR so that they could challenge the FIR. The, you know, the uh, arrested persons were not even given a copy of the FIR. Now the court has ordered that a copy of the FIR be given to them. So obviously a due process was not followed. In the case of Manish Sisodia, the court has raised this question again that have you been able to establish the money trail? And it seems that they have not yet been able to establish the money trail. The man has been behind bars since February. It's been, what, about nine months? You still can't find a money trail. You're depending entirely on the statement of somebody who has turned an approver. So this is, where, this is where doubts start creeping in. When you are not following the letter of the law, you are not following due processes that have been listed out, then doubts start creeping in, whether this is headline management, mm. whether these are politically motivated, you know, are there genuine cases? And I think that's what we need to really be watch okay. out for. Okay. Uh, Chadan Farasat and Ashwini Dubey. Mr. Farasat, you go first. Opening comments. Yes, I think uh, I think what, what's happening is that the process is being made the punishment by the government. I think the government is very clear. They have used both the sets of uh, special laws, PMLA, to target political opponents and businessmen who don't listen to them or, or who are, uh, uh, you know, who are in disagreement with them. And they have used UAPA to target activists and dissenters. So I think it's quite clear that these special laws have been regularly used to target people who disagree with the government and the agencies have been used quite obviously. I think we'll be living in a child's paradise to think that the agencies are functioning independently. Number two, in cases like this, what happens? Now look at Mr. Sisodia's example. Yesterday, after seven, uh, after nine months of custody, eight months of custody, they don't have the elementary, the ED cannot produce the elementary basis of connection. And the man, if he comes out in a month or so, let's assume that he was to be granted bail finally, he would have spent nine months for what? For nothing. For absolutely nothing. For a trumped-up charge, effectively. Same bill. The, uh, Mr. Sanjay Singh has also been uh, roped into the same case. The ladder will take uh, trial court, high court, and the Supreme Court will take some. I agree with Nalini ji that why are the trial courts and the high courts not taking action in this? Hmm. Why are these princip- these points not being noticed by them? Why okay. does it take seven months for the matter all the way to come okay, to the Supreme Mr. Court? Okay, Mr. Farasat, I'll I'll come back to you. One minute time is up. Ashwini Dubey, your comment. I- Sanketji, I segregate in two parts. One, so far as the legality, applicability, and the powers confined in the act and uphold by the Supreme Court, three judges bench, and later on, as uh, RTG said, that the uh, to provide the grounds of arrest and FIR. That's a different, altogether a different thing. Now, the question here is, when you are probing a Hawala system, you are probing a proximate link, proximate link by virtue of which you are going to Catch the, the corrupt who have, whosoever have used, have taken money or by, by hawala system, by business involving cancer, cash intensive, round tripping, shell companies, real estate, fake invoicing, gambling or whatever these actions have been provided in the PMLA Act. Whether the courts are silent over that because we live in a country where rule of law is supreme. Because we live in a country where law is supreme. So does any have anyone have challenged that the process adopted by the enforcement director or any other agency, if contrary to the law, this is one. 
Okay. Second, so far as the statement made during a an argument by a court has not to be seen in the light of the judgment because unless and until the judgment delivered by the court saying that the falsely somebody has been implicated in this case the case run between the accused the proximately prima facie case and granting bail does not mean that the person has been absolved from the liability so this is true and third is that when is there is a law which has been used and misused and abused by the political masters in order to gain some political motives political benefits that also courts look into so just coming and abusing the agency agency okay i think since a legal argument has been made shadan farasat would you like to respond everybody has had their uh, had their opening comments done but say, yes your response yes. to what mr dubey is saying that so any mr. political misuse is also in the purview of the courts that's the argument that he has made correct so in a you see there is a pattern the problem which happens is cases go individually to court right now so at any given point in time a trial court or a high court or in most cases supreme court is looking at one given case therefore it is impossible in that one given case for the court to then examine a pattern of misuse but it's obvious to the public it's obvious to us who see it every day day in day out in fact there's a fit case for a uh, for the supreme court in my view to hear a pil on these matters and see how it's being misused somebody said only 3% of cases deal with politicians uh, of ed maybe that's correct but out of that 3% let us take it that's 30 30 people out of that 30% if 27 are from the opposition what does that say that in case of all and all these cases are high profile who's bothered about you know the smaller cases which ed prosecutes or does not prosecute the ones they really are keen on and they actually go ahead and target people are the ones of the political cases and in that if 95% of the cases are of the political opposition what does that say about the agency that is completely biased is obviously functioning at the behest of somebody else okay mr deshatan nigam would you like to respond See, to this certainly i think if anybody makes sir far reaching statements they fall in the speculative realm you're being purely speculative it is being presumed presumed say presuming for the sake of argument that out of 25 cases 24 convictions have taken place earlier also the same kind of speculation was done however conviction has taken place so therefore at this stage oh, by the way the enforcement directorate's conviction rate is also pretty low no it is not it is not see no, there are more than enough newspaper write ups that talk about it being 1% see that is why i'm trying let me clarify so, once out again of, out of uh, out, let, of, let, out of the i mean uh, cases wherein the trials have been completed one case there has been discharged 24 cases there have been conviction so out of the completed i mean uh, trials wherein uh, were completed conviction rate is no, 96 i'm talking about all the cases with let the me tell you. again let me clarify let me cla- let me clarify now if if we follow the uh, you know finding of conviction rate from the cases which has been filed and registered and then if you take out the conviction rate the conviction rate will be fallacious why let me tell you the same case will result into two conviction rates one it will give one conviction rate from the if you take it in the registered case once if it is concluded the final outcome of conviction comes out or the person is left uh, acquitted then the two conviction rates will come no i don't understand I this I argument i mean once a case has been registered let me uh, let me answer clarify once the case has been registered let me clarify for for the for a common public these are the number of cases let in me, the purview of the enforcement directorate of let these me, cases the conviction rate is 1% let me answer that why that is a fallacious uh, hmm. you know rate suppose you have 100 cases hmm. which have been registered hmm. 
10 cases have been decided and out of which 8 people have been convicted and 2 have been left out. It will be 8 percent. Uh, it will be about 80 percent conviction rate if you take the final conclusion. Now, if you take that first uh, from the 100, it will be 8 percent. Why it will become? Now, suppose out of those uh, 90 which have not been decided, tomorrow they get convicted, say 10 gets convicted, convicted. you will have a different conviction rate. So, the same, same yeah. data yeah, will give two conviction rates. But no, I think the point that he is trying to make is that the, the, the conviction rate of the ED is not all that poor. May no, it's very may, high. May I just it's say, let us concede that. Let us, trial conclusion. Let, sure, sure. let us concede that, hmm. that, the, uh, that the ED's conviction rate is pretty uh, substantial. I'm just saying, why are we, uh, why are we focusing on the numerics? Um, um, Sajjanji said that 3% are the ones which are to do with poli uh, politicians. politicians yeah. I'm just saying, when a city sleeps, there's one murder, and that murder is spoken about the next morning. Not that you know, one crore, uh, 99 lakh people slept uh, uh, peacefully. The point is that the politicians are the ones who are uh, operationalizing democracy in our country. And we are talking about that. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, if, you know, if we want to become very simplistic, we can go to numerics, but the point even in the case of the excise, there is a mystifying spider's web that links so many parties. On the day, on October 3rd, uh, uh, I think, when Dinesh Arora was uh, given uh, um, approval for becoming an appro approver, at the same time, one Raghav Mungta, who is the son of a YSR Congress uh, 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 MP's, uh, uh, MP, he was also made an approver. And Shortly thereafter, within a few hours, Sanjay Singh's uh, questionnaire—you uh, know—the the questionnaires were prepared, and he was his house was raided, question, questioned for ten hours, and he was arrested. People do not think, uh, Sanket, that this is a coincidence. Mm. There is a web that is YSR Congress, which is uh, w which is with the ruling party, with with BJP, uh, and here is uh, uh, Mr. Dinesh Arora. So what I'm saying is that what the Supreme Court pointed out was uh, you know, enormously important. But at the same time, look at the accusation uh, for Ahmadmi Party, that they made 30 to 100 crore rupees. They swindled that because they needed the money for Goa and Punjab elections. My question is that much bigger parties are fighting much bigger elections, four assembly elections, now national elections in a few months' time. Where is that money coming from? Are we going to now, how, for how long will we, will we remain stupid and say that's coming from the contributions of all the members, etc.? Mm. The question is that are all political parties engaging in hawala and money laundering? Mm. This is a question that now we must start okay. answering rather than just, uh, you know, okay. uh, going uh, into this. Who may want to respond to this? Okay. Yes. See, the fact is uh, there can be no doubt if the political parties are indulging. But then again, it's a speculative thing. If they are indulging, if there is an evidence, it has to be taken to logical conclusion, conclusion and investigate it, irrespective of which political party is there. Mm -hmm. But to make a sweeping statement that all political parties are indulging without having any substantial or an iota of proof is stretching it a bit too far. It's, it's going into the wildest region. That cannot be done because we are doing a debate based on you know, logic, reasoning and evidence. Mm. And and I would not get into that because I don't have that privilege without any evidence to make that kind of a sweeping statement. Mm. And 
when you have a zero tolerance for corruption and there is no normalization of corruption these things become important and okay. if you have anything please approach the court courts there are provisions in the court where you can take if you have some evidence okay. take it to the court and court order investigation okay i'm given to believe that yeah, uh, mr shadan farasat wants to come in on that point that you made mr deshatan nigam about the conviction mr farasat would you like to say yeah, something no, so see the point really is this what mr nigam is saying that look at the overall conviction and overall acquittals and come to a number fair enough no difficulty that number may be higher than what the other numbers are which is all cases pending which have not yet concluded trial that's the point mr nigam is making if i have understood him correctly now but then why do you need to arrest so many people during trial why do you need to if if you basically when a person uh, when you convict somebody then you arrest him whatever punishment he serves the point i am making this in fact reinforces my point that the process is the punishment if you ah. take out arrest this is a way to actually intimidate the opposition and the dissenters is that is that the motive let me quickly come back to the studio mr sanjay singh mr sanjay singh is the process the punishment i think that's a an argument which needs a kind of a great judicial reform till such time somebody is proven to be guilty you please do not arrest him or her uh this process is there for all kinds of uh, prosecution whatever uh, wherever police files a charge police comes to your place for flimsiest of uh, kind of cases filed against you and makes an arrest that's a larger debate the issue here is uh, to best of my knowledge ysr congress is not part of nda alliance so therefore matlab uh, coming to some yeah, conclusion yeah, officially not part officially of the nda not. but they do support they're very generous in oh, their support well, at the same time some, somebody could be generous Correct. somebody yeah, if somebody so. is not part of india alliance and therefore that put political party has a motive hmm. and therefore comes into bjp's support i think that argument would you like to respond to this absolutely i think bjp surely is going to contest andhra pradesh elections as a opponent to please may i may i contest this statement made by our coke panelist that in fact it is not at all uh, i'm not saying that they are coming to their defense etc i'm saying that they are mystifying uh, uh, spider webs mr dinesh arora is supposed to have been close to the aam aadmi party mr mungta uh, uh, raghav mungta is allegedly uh, he is certainly the son of a ysr mp which which party is allegedly Uh, with uh, is soft if you look at the rajya sabha voting pattern you will see what i mean but what i'm saying is that if we are doing this we are allowing uh, money yeah. you know we are saying look so and so made so and so a question is a broader one why did why are we allowing money to become the lubricant of democracy yeah. we he is asking mr deshatanigam is asking for evidence one uh, rally one big rally by big leaders could cost up to 15 crore rupees kindly tot up how many rallies are going to take place but i have taken place and multiply that and if you have any doubts that you know you can go this is a, a granular thing you can see how many uh, different boxes you have to give what how many people you have to bus in what uh, and you will air conditioner air security and so thing there is i think there is a process for exposure and banners, kind of income uh, that political uh, party has yeah there is a there is yeah back to the discussions we will we'll come back to know. the discussion yeah. yes i just want to make one point you know uh, which i think we are missing in sort of uh, throwing out figures of conviction rates and so on and so mm. forth the point is in a democracy whatever a government does 
is not only supposed to follow processes, due processes and be honourable, the government must be seen to be doing something in a fair and just manner. Hmm. Not that, not a just that it should... Agencies, you mean? Well, gov yeah. agencies are government, yeah, isn't correct, it? They're correct. not, they're not private agencies, yes. they're government agencies. Hmm. So they must at least be seen to be fair. If they look unfair, then obviously people are going to jump to conclusions, isn't it? Mm. And, you know, yes, I mean, when you are investigating, you will arrest somebody. This is not another debate, uh, as Sanjay Singh said. The, they should, when you arrest somebody on a charge, there is a provision for bail. And, you know, if rapists can be let out on bail, if murderers can be let out on bail, then why are we saying that people who are accused of corruption cannot be out on bail while you are conducting your investigation? Why should Manish Sisodia yeah. have to spend eight months in jail, you know, on a corruption charge when, when rapists and murderers have been, are, are, are going scot-free on bail? So, I mean, I mean, somewhere, you know, we need to get our ethics right. Uh, we need to get our moral values right. Let me just you go know, across to Mr. Dubey. At the end of the Dubey day, this is a question. democracy. Yeah, Mr. Dubey, would you like to answer this? You see, the, Sanket ji, yes. Two aspects. One, if process is the punishment, then the, that process has been accepted by our courts. Till the time the process, the procedure is changed, one has to follow that process. Now the second, if it is a wrongful malicious prosecution, whether there is a miscarriage of justice, whether officials have been used or they have used the legal process and criminal law to settle the political scores, these all factors are decided when the courts come to the conclusion that somebody has been wrongly implicated. Now the second aspect. So far as the deciding of a case or the conviction rate is concerned, that do not have anything so far as the investigation and process is concerned, the prosecution investigation till the time charge it is filed. Why? Because for deciding a conviction, there is a lengthy process. What is the lengthy process? Evidence chain has to be proved. Non-cooperation of some type of accused. Then because of the complexities involved in proving the financial irregularities, like the lengthy trial, the non-completion of investigation in a time-bound manner. Then some of the prostitute link is in a foreign country. Money has come from the rooted from the foreign country through Hawala. So these are the factors which is to be decided and okay. the proceeds ultimately. Okay, before so, I before I go to Mr. Desh Chatan Nigam and Shadan Farasat and uh, uh, Mr. Dubey, you see, uh, one side of this argument about ED's action is the legalese, right? The other is political. And as far as the political arguments, Mr. Agnihotri, one of the things that was mentioned by the RJD and many other leaders was, we carried out a caste-based survey in Bihar. It would have made the central government uncomfortable. They would have had to answer some tough questions on what they are planning to do with a caste census at the central level. And thus, a process has been initiated which the RJD calls and other opposition parties call as headline management. What are your thoughts? This is a political statement made by RJD and India Alliance because <coughs> they have to say this. My point is different. I will talk the political dimension of the entire issue. Yeah. My friend Deshantam said that corruption should not be normalized. Similarly, corruption should not be politicalized. Hmm. Ruling establishment is using corruption as a tool 
to defame opposition that they are all corrupt people and the opposition using this corruption issue uh, and playing the victim card hmm. this thing dilute the uh, uh, action against the corruption i think corruption let the agencies probe there is no need ki ruling party jaye aur jaake wo pradarshan karne lage cm ka istifa mangne lage ye tumne pehli baar dekha warna jo party hamesha jo hai victim hoti thi ya jiska aadmi pakda jata tha wo to sadak pe aake pradarshan karti thi kabhi ruling party nahi karti thi agency ke samarthan mein ab ek party agency ke khilaf kar rahi hai ye sab pradarshan ek party agency ke samarthan mein kar rahi hai तो ये प्रेशर एजेंसी पे पड़ेगा कि नहीं पड़ेगा सेंटर पीस एंड दैट दिस प्रेशर तो ये तो फिर करप्शन के खिलाफ जो मुहिम है जिससे हम सब सहमत हैं वो कमजोर होगी तो करप्शन शुड नॉट बी नॉर्मलाइज एंड करप्शन शुड नॉट बी पोलिटिकलाइज पोलिटिकलाइजन कुमार लीगल uh one thing let's uh, for a sec assume that uh, bjp is doing this and particularly the context is the ensuing elections assembly as well as the general election now take the example of aam aadmi party now if in the we have seen a pattern wherever aam aadmi party becomes a factor in cutting say a significant percentage of votes which party is the beneficiary if aam aadmi party in the couple of years grows of course we have seen in gujarat with 13% aam aadmi party vote bjp swept election and had a historic won so if i am the advisor of bjp and i think about my electoral prospect i would not like aam aadmi party to go down the drains before the, because one it will hamper the electoral prospect of the bjp That's two two hmm. it will also take away now, the leverage of aam aadmi party to bargain with congress to have more seats in states where it doesn't have any base so it doesn't so framing of the narrative of that bjp is doing this vendetta to have electoral prospects in mind doesn't seem a logical conclusion okay i i i think there will be a lot of opinion on this first mr like sanjay singh yes yes, yes that's yes. a very that's a very yes. interesting uh, argument do you agree and, with it or not uh, to an extent yes and to an extent no mm. that's that would be let's for, hear the no first uh, th- that would be for some separate other occasion the caste census thing that you said yes please uh, mm. see bihar you don't you the ruling dispensation has nothing else to talk than caste census i tell you why for last 27 28 years bihar is ruled by lalu yadav rabri yadav and nitish kumar and nobody else mm. and they and are com- bjp they they with nitish they, kumar they, yeah. they, they, they are partners ha they are so the part of the uh, partners bhai there's difference between somebody ruling the state and somebody you being partner ki only lalu nitish and sushil modi and mr nitish were very great friends actually modi again taken sushil modi again obc some 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 beneficial measures some social developmental scheme some great policies should have been done in bihar so that obcs and ebc should have come forward mm. now with this particular caste census you would, the debate must go on nobody can change headline you are at your own discretion mm. to suggest or carry on debate on caste or something other mm. or sanjay singh that is your discretion mm. the government is not dictating you to change headlines remain remain st- stuck to caste mm. census mm. the fact remains that india alliance has nothing else to talk than th- coming out with this, this particular divisive nature how do you benefit from caste census Does, is it going to decide as to which caste person would go to school and who not and in which area a school should be opened and which area a road should be laid or in which area b- 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 water tap should go mm. or other other 
schemes should go. No, this is something, this was something a diversionary tactic on part of India Alliance. Congress previously had not agreed to it. Now you are saying this is headline management. Prime Minister has spoken about it. Jitni abadi utna haq. And he gave a befitting reply to Rahul Gandhi, mm. which means you are trying to say that Hindu must now have all rights okay. and Muslims should not have those rights. Okay, okay. Let's quickly come back. No, no, I, I don't think think get that it. that's really, uh, yeah. you know, misinterpreting and twisting what Rahul Gandhi said. Yeah. Rahul Gandhi was talking about proportional representation. That doesn't mean that, you know, Muslims get nothing at all and Hindus get everything. So let's not twist no, while this remark. census is one point, but, 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 Jera, but the, the point, point is, that Mrs. Sajjan Kumar uh, was making is very interesting. A weak Amadmi party. It is in the interest, political yeah. interest of the BJP to make sure that the Amadmi party stands up as a front. At least that's a okay. A so lame I, so just, my yeah. reply to that is that that at the moment is quite an irrelevant argument mm -hmm. because right now Amadmi party and Congress are together in the India Alliance, right? And they are supposedly discussing sharing seats and they're going to contest the elections together. So, I mean, having a week, I mean, is the BJP going to nuance it so carefully that they will keep the Aam Admi Party weak but, and yet strong so that they can divide the votes and win an election? So can I, I just mean, come yeah. on. Can you know, this, is, yeah. this is really, you know, uh, you know, calling, uh, carrying election management a bit too far. Taking up I there. think yeah. and the this, opposite, uh, what the opposition said was not that they're trying to use mm -hmm. it for electoral purposes. Mm -hmm. The opposition said they're using it for headline management mm. because the government, the BJP, has no answer to the caste census and therefore they're trying to divert attention from that topic mm. by bringing in corruption. And if, yes, it's true, maybe NDA does not, uh, I mean, the India has made that into a big issue. What is the BJP doing? The BJP is, you know, hammering the same line that they've been hammering for the last 10 years about dynastic parties, corrupt parties and the Congress. Mm -hmm. Have they changed their narrative at all in 10 years? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're also, I, you know, saying I, the same no, thing that they've been saying for 10 years now. Yeah. Yes. Can I just, uh, but, but taking up this question of weakening a, uh, weakening a party and yet making it strong. Mm. Uh, the classic and the older example is Oasis Party, hmm. is, uh, you know, All India Muslim, uh, Muslimin uh, League, I'm, I, with apologies to Mr. I'm not able to pronounce it well. A-I-M-I-M. But what I'm saying is that to gather, the, to, to scoop uh, and, and get, get um, the Muslim votes in one place, which would have gone to the Congress, hmm. the same way you're saying the Ahmadmi Party is going to cut into Congress votes and therefore, so I think that this is a phenomena in, uh, in Indian politics. The ruling party, the bigger, the dominant party does hold out carrots and it, it does appear, it does appear that uh, somebody falls for it. But I think that the more important question is what we were uh, talking about earlier, whether it is in news click or in uh, the question of Sanjay saying or the others that will come, that if we are not going to call out all political parties and say that you are using, misusing uh, where you can, the agencies and misusing money where you can, then this is not the democracy we want. This is not what we elected you for. I think the point that was being made that the, even this argument is in the purview of the courts. So if the courts feel that this is happening, they can weigh in, they can come in. But the point that Shadan was making, maybe we can reintroduce his, uh, his comment on this point that arguments present themselves on a case-specific basis in the court. 
and not collectively shadan <coughs> yeah that's true and especially in criminal matters courts are very cautious not to sort of make observation beyond the facts of each case and therefore these kind of patterns which we get to see in the public domain are not something that courts engage judicially uh, in any matter on a day to day basis like what we heard in mr sisodia's case from the supreme court is dealing with the facts of mr sisodia's case and it has made certain preliminary observations now will the similar kind of situation may very well arise in 8 to 10 other cases but those cases are not before the supreme court so how does the supreme court make that connect that oh this is a pattern right and very often what happens is when a case comes it will go to different bench it won't go to the same bench so given the nature of criminal law given the nature how, how do you the, how do you view the supreme court's observation uh, in the m3m case where it said that the agencies like enforcement directorate must not be vindictive this I was there only one way there is only one way how to view it that it's basically suggesting that they are vindictive and they shouldn't be mm-hmm. i think that's the only one way to it's a it's a polite way for a court to be saying this is not how you Obviously carry out obviously it was a different case it was the mpm case in that given case but yeah. that's true so from that given case it sees a certain manner of functioning which is problematic and it flags that all i am saying is if it if this is a fit case where a pattern should be examined by the higher court by the supreme court to see what exactly is happening in these cases i mean from the public perspective it's quite obvious whether you are supporting of the a supporter of a rule of a ruling party or opposing it either way i think it's obvious to a person irrespective of his voting preference what's happening in this country you think that should happen uh arti jerat and then deshatan nigam it you is know, obviously in the purview i mean the supreme course. court can do anything no absolutely listen firstly uh, i don't know what the legal process would be for the court to examine whether there is a political pattern that emerges from all these cases i mean obviously every you know the courts look at everything on a case by case basis yeah. and therefore they cannot draw join dots and make a connect right but the people of india who are the eventual deciders in an election yeah. when the time comes to cast their vote whatever has happened in the preceding months they will have formed their own opinion mm. they will have formed their own own opinion through tea shop discussions mm. through tv debates reading the newspapers chatter on the roads what's happening in their families there yeah. are many ways the community meetings they form their own opinion and that opinion will be reflected mm. when they go to cast their votes mm. and i mean this is something that every political party must understand mm. that voters are not fools you cannot fool them all the time they see through all your natak mm. they see through all your drama mm. and they know exactly what to do when the time comes to cast the vote okay let's take closing comments deshat nigam and we'll finish the round yeah. uh, the fact remains that uh, as i said in the beginning if you add conspiracy charges in the original criminal case the cognate offense i think because if you look at the liquor scam Uh, excise policy scam is the same party same people it, probably they are not working in isolation if you add conspiracy charges the individuality of cases will go and the supreme court will be able to apply the wider perspective to the same case and that has not been done this brings in the competency of the mm. ed now pmla is a different case where people talk about bail be- being a norm uh, and jail an exception this is the other way around there are very stringent conditions for the bail here it's a complete core in itself where bail is not the norm here where they have to see go into many other questions and that is why it is different from the ipc 
and uh, the criminal procedure code. That aspect has to be taken uh, care of. And why Manish Sodia is behind the bars? Because the destruction of evidence had taken place. 100 mobile phones destructed. Laptops and further destruction could have taken place. Witnesses influenced also. That is why he is behind the bars. Not for the, that the entire evidence has come out or not. Okay. So these are the aspects which have to be taken into okay. consideration. Mr. Uh, I would like to, uh, uh, on the political dimension of yeah, the yeah, again, sure. uh, a lot of things uh, said by Aarti ji, since Gujarat days, Prime Minister Modi has created his images honestly, and he is. And always he talk about the corruption, honesty, integrity, nation first. That is his political plank. And who is the biggest challenger? Hmm. The Damadi party. Hmm. Arvind Kejriwal. On the same way, Imandar, my Katar Imandar. Tum Desh Bhakt, Ham Katar Desh Bhakt. Tum Rashtwadi, Ham Katar Rashtwadi. So, my dear friend, that's why to dent the image of Amadi party, this is the allegation of the uh, Amadi party leaders. Yeah, because we are challenging up. on yeah. the same plank, yeah. Amadi party leaders are saying that because we are challenging so that's why they are defaming the Amadi party, putting Satyan Jain and so in a way you are saying Manish Sodia and if, Sanjay Singh. If the charge is that they are team B. Team B must not aspire to become Team A one Team day. A1. Huh? Because charge was from the Congress party. That they yeah. are the Team B. Hmm. In the, before the uh, formation of the India Alliance. Okay. Okay. How yeah. would you respond? But situation yeah. has changed after the formation yeah. of the India Alliance. What RTG has said. Yeah. Yeah. The between I'll, I'll, I'll talk about how, how, how the, what is the budget on the ground. Because I am mostly a field researcher. One. Uh, there are collective memory about corruption being an issues and the actions and we have three moments when corruption become the issues and it has an impact upon the government of the day one was the jp movement then you have Beaufort's issue in the ninth election lok sabha mm -hmm. election 89 and then 2011 anna movement in all the three moments there were historical moments where corruption became the issue and it led to uh, changing of the government for the but in all the three moments a gov different government came, corruption was brushed aside. No action was taken. Why? Because in Indian politics, there was some sort of inter-elite within the consensus that we won't touch the elites. If you are a big mix of the party, the secondary and tertiary <coughs> lines can be touched. For the first time, I am not dismissing the charges that ED is partial or the government is not going after the BJP-ruled mm -hmm. states that is there. But for the first time, the perception is that there is a zero tolerance on corruption. It's not just an issue. There is a war on corruption. Mm -hmm. This is the ground on the... This is the sentiment on the ground. Legal merits may be there politically, be it Bihar issue, be it any other issue. The issue has not prevented Odisha from declaring that they are going to come up with their own OBCs, I mean, uh, data public. So I think in terms of perception, BJP is winning the battle because it's not just the issue, there are concrete actions also. Mm. There are counter-perception also, dear. Majority I am talking about. There is a counter. Yeah, how can you say this majority perception? Or no, it's interesting that Mr. Sajjan Kumar, uh, on, on, a, on a show, I think a couple of weeks back, you said that the Congress has aced up its narrative building yeah but now you say that the perception war is being won by the bjp on the I on the ground okay the okay yeah uh, one by one Sanjay Singh and uh, is a great friend made of some course. very interesting uh, observations see arvind kejriwal putting arvind kejriwal as principal challenger that is in arvind kejriwal's mind 
In 2019, Arvind Kejriwal party did not win a single Lok Sabha seat. Hmm. Now they have won after by-election. So at this moment, he is not principal challenger. B. Arvind Kejriwal, what he says and what he is, what he professes and preaches since, since another time. The BJP did not tell him to uh, bury his wagon all. The BJP did not tell him to kind of refurbish his Shish Mahal with 54 crore bill or whatever. <laughs> and the BJP did not say, they, they, they claimed to be political vendetta by the BJP when their minister in their first term or second term, Jitain Singh Tomar had fake degrees and he claimed that those, those to be true. And then again, he was Kattari Mandar and Kattar something. Arvind Manish Sodia and uh, Satyan Jain were kind of eligible, worthy to be given Bharat Ratna and Padam Bhushans. Mm. So, Arvind Kejriwal is somebody who inflates his perception. He wants to play both a victim and a hero. Mm. That is Arvind Kejriwal's issue. The point that you see, are the kind of support Arvind Kejriwal got okay. from India Alliance and from opposition parties mm. during Delhi Services Bill, that support is missing at this point in time mm. when Sanjay Singh was arrested. No big leaders have spoken about mm. it. Mm. And therefore, there is, a, okay. there, there, is, there is a feeling in both the parties that their alliance, the Ahmadmi Party Alliance and Congress Alliance is not happening in Delhi and Punjab. That is under serious okay. cloud. Okay. I, yes. I yes. think we are at such a Wishful high level. Thinking. Please talk to Dalits, uh, Sajjan Ji is a field reporter, to Dalits, to EBCs and to the, the lower half of the OBCs and ask them about retail corruption. Today we are saying that there is a perception that corruption has been wiped out. Yes, maybe in major government contracts, mm -hmm. maybe in defense contracts, etc. But if you ask the person at Aam the ground level, Aam, well, I don't want to use Ahmadmi because there is a party there. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you talk to the common well, person, yeah. the Dalit, the EBC, the OBC, Lohaf, ask them about corruption. Does anything get done in their lives without some sort of bribery? Mm. And I think that if we lose track of that, even on a discussion like this, make it totally political and uh, high level and the, num the, the arithmetic of it. Correct. But there is a, an underlying mathematics, mm. which is completely different, okay. which is the voters. The right. Jandhan uh, account uh, and DBT has made a difference among, even among okay. both sections. But it is also people. a fact that there is a great amount of retail corruption which continues to exist, despite all these schemes and all the transparency measures that have been taken. I have run out of time. Thank you very much for joining us on this discussion. News continues on the other side.